Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thank you for tuning in to today's edition of Foulball Area. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Trey Lyle. And Trey, how are you doing this morning, and how was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. You know, uh, had the girlfriend with the... Uh by family so that was uh it was a good time and uh you know had a a good holiday at home after being in kansas last year for thanksgiving so it was a it was a nice small you know kept it kept it small you know because of covid thanksgiving how was yours it was good uh like yours it was pretty small it was just my parents and mariah and i and uh, we, we actually didn't end up having a, a traditional turkey. We ended up grilling steaks for Thanksgiving dinner, which I enjoyed that as well. It was good. Uh, it was a very good dinner. Um, I do have to make an amendment to my top five list of Thanksgiving foods. I can't believe I left this off last week when we did this list, but Mariah makes this butternut squash lasagna. And honestly, the first time I had it, I was probably a little skeptical, but it is the best thing that she's ever made and it's one of the best thanksgiving foods that is on the table so i have to add that to my top five thanksgiving foods the butternut squash lasagna did you end up having all of your favorite thanksgiving foods last week i did it was delicious i enjoyed it very much so good good well i'm glad glad you guys had a a good thanksgiving and now i'm all in christmas mode i got my christmas coffee cup says have a cup of cheer on it so I'm all ready for the Christmas season, and with that said, we're going to do a little bit of Christmas wish list today as we each have come up with our baseball Christmas wish list. Uh, I came up with three things that I want to see happen. I I know we said three to five, so I don't know how many you came up with, but I've got three on my list. I also have three on my list, so that will be very helpful. Perfect, perfect. Well, I'll start off with number three on my list, the thing that I want to see happen before the Christmas holiday, and this can just be anything around baseball. It doesn't even have to be related to our favorite teams. There's only, actually only one on my list that is related to the Braves because I feel like they've had a pretty good offseason already, so they don't need to do too much more. But There's no- two for me from, right. from the Yankees. So. All right. Well, number three on my list is I want to see Trevor Bauer sign somewhere. He's the best free agent pitcher in the league right now. He's the reigning Cy Young winner, and it's not very often that you see – the reigning Cy Young winner as a free agent. So to me, he is the most interesting free agent, the one that I'm most excited to see where he signs this offseason. And so I'd like to see him sign somewhere before Christmas because I'm really curious to just see what he ends up doing. I mean, he said throughout his career that he wants to only sign one-year deals, and that would give him a lot of flexibility to jump around team to team if he goes to one team one year and then the next year he sees that his best opportunity to win would be on a different team he can do that if he just signs these one-year contracts every year so I'm really curious to see if that's something that he sticks with or if he just takes you know a a five-year deal with a lot of money and more security I'm really curious to see what Trevor Bauer does so that's number three on my list is Trevor Bauer signing somewhere before Christmas 
My number three is uh, I want to see Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton return to, like, full strength. I feel like it hasn't happened in the last two years. Stanton looked like MVP Stanton towards the in the postseason. Uh, obviously, Judge didn't. Both have been banged up, really, a majority of the last two seasons. So I want to see them in full force in that really good Yankees lineup and look like the MVP caliber players they were. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't blame you. I'm sure a lot of Yankees fans are right there with you on that one. And, I mean, most players in general you want to see healthy. I think there there are a couple more across the league where you can add to that list. Those are just the two I personally have seen more on a daily basis. Number two on my list, this is the one with the Braves. I want to see the Braves re-sign Marcelo Zuna. He had a fantastic year last year. They brought him in on a one-year deal, and he just knocked it out of the park, had a career resurgence, led the National League in home runs and RBIs. He batted 338 with a 431 on base percentage and a 636 slugging percentage. He had 18 home runs and 56 RBIs. Like I said, each of those led the National League. A 175 OPS plus. Just a fantastic offensive season from Marcelo Zuna. And he really fit in with the clubhouse culture in Atlanta. He was a great fit with the rest of the guys on that Braves team. A great bat. I don't know how they'll be able to fit him into the lineup if they don't have the designated hitter next year. But... I think that they've got to find a way. You know, he can play left field. He's not the best defender, but he can play left field. So I think they have to find a way to bring him back, get him in the lineup next year because his bat is just too valuable. Yeah, I agree. I think they they have to learn from Josh Donaldson and not retaining him and uh, keep Marcelo Zuna, who was just a, a dynamic bat for them and kind of in the perfect spot around, you know, Ronald Acuna and MVP Freddie Freeman. For me, my number two is uh, we, we each tweeted one out, and they are very similar. The Yankees re-signed DJ LeMahieu, who's been one of the best players in baseball over the last couple of years, arguably the Yankees' best hitter. I think he's too valuable for them as a you know a utility player in the field where he played multiple positions, and his bat's been ridiculous as, a, you know, obviously – he led the league in batting average this year, and so first player ever to lead the league in NL and AL in batting average. So give me the machine back on in pinstripes. Yeah, DJ LeMahieu is a great player, and I, I would definitely think the Yankees would have him at the top of their list of deals to get done this offseason. Of course, you know, you hear all the rumors that he could end up going to the Mets, and I'm sure that would make a lot of Yankees fans really unhappy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the Yankees definitely need to do everything they can to get LeMahieu back next year. My, my number one, the thing that I really want to see happen, I want Major League Baseball and the Players Association to come to an agreement on the rule changes that were in place for the 2020 season and decide how they will work in the 2021 season because you have things like the universal DH. You have things like the runner on second base at the beginning of extra innings. You have the expanded playoffs. I want to see them come to an agreement on how these things are going to be implemented next season or if they will at all because I'm not a fan of the DH in the National League, so they need to decide whether or not they're going to have that because that would also affect which players teams are going to sign. Because if a National League team wants to sign a, a player like Marcelo Zuna or even like Nelson Cruz, you're not going to sign Nelson Cruz if you don't have a DH in your league. So they need to determine whether or not they're going to have the DH in the National League again next year. 
Also, the runner on second base rule to start extra innings. I really didn't like that rule. I just want to see them get rid of that altogether. So they need to come to an agreement on how they're going to implement or not implement these rule changes next season. Yeah, I think that that's pretty good. I kind of agree with your thought process. I've not been the biggest fan of the DH in the National League, but I also thought it's going to happen just because that's the way baseball wants to go in terms of hitting and increase the runs to make it more entertaining. All right, my number one is I think it's kind of an obvious one. We've talked about this before, but I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Like, Get Mike Trout in the playoffs, either on a new team or like the Angels figure it out by getting Theo Epstein or something where they they get into the postseason because the best player in the world and baseball, maybe of all time, needs to be in the postseason. And it's it's baffling to me that he has not been there. So get Mike Trout into the playoffs is my number one. And a big way they could do that is signing Trevor Bauer. The Angels are one of the teams that he's been rumored to be interested in. So I could see that happening. And obviously starting pitching is what they lack the most. So if Trevor Bauer ended up going to the Angels, that would be a big boost to them and potentially help Mike Trout get to the playoffs for the second time in his career. Please get to the playoffs. Please, please figure it out, Los Angeles. That's all we ask. That's all we ask is get Mike Trout to the playoffs. Uh, We did send out a tweet asking our followers what their baseball Christmas wish list was, and we got a response from Billy Parvatam, our good friend from Virginia Tech. He said that he wants Chris Bryant traded to the Nationals. Of course, there have been a lot of Chris Bryant rumors recently. Billy is a big Nationals fan, and that is actually one of the teams that the rumors have been linked to, so I could see Chris Bryant to the Nationals happening. But there's also been rumors that he could end up being traded to the Mets. Of course, the Mets are just rumored to be interested in every single player in Major League Baseball this offseason. But these rumors, I think, are legitimate. And the the Cubs could trade Chris Bryant to the Nationals. I'm not sure what they would get in return. But I could definitely see that happening. And I think if they end up trading Chris Bryant this offseason, that kind of signals the decline of the Cubs' core that won them the 2016 World Series. Yeah, they. I mean, they have Rizzo in the final year of their contract, and obviously Schwarber, Baez, and Bryant in the last year of arbitration. So you have a lot of players that are soon either going to you have to pay or walk out the door. So I think um, Chris Bryant may be at the top of the list of he would draw the most money, him or Javi Baez, I would say. And so um, you have to trade probably one of them if you're trying to save some money. And so, yeah, I see it happening. Uh, it's unfortunate because I think recently maybe the most fun run to a World Series was that Cubs team just because of the history behind it. Seeing the Cubs win the World Series was definitely uh, pretty cool after, you know, the, the largest drought ever. I don't think it's ever going to get topped. I mean, the Indians are – are going to try their best, I guess, to get there the way they're trying to rebuild right now. But I don't think they'll get to the 108 years drought of a World Series title. So, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. I think, like you said, the Mets want to be aggressive. They have an owner that wants to win a World Series, you know, right now. And so he's willing to spend the money to do it. So that'll be interesting to see. 
Um, do they have like the prospects or so? It's the same thing with the Nationals. Do they have like the farm system to kind of do it? I could see. I don't think they'll train them to the White Sox, but that's a team that could do it in terms of their farm system. I would argue the Padres, but do the Padres need him? Not necessarily. Um, look at teams with you know good farm systems that are ready to win. Probably will be the most attractive suitors from a Cubs front office point of view to um, for Chris Bryant. You know the Cubs case is interesting because, like you said, the you know the 2016 World Series it was one of the most fun to watch, and it was just a, a good feeling seeing the Cubs win because they hadn't won in so long. And when they did win, they had this core group of players like Bryant and Rizzo and Schwarber and Baez and all these young players on their team. Uh, Addison Russell at the time, who, of course, has had all kinds of issues and is no longer in Major League Baseball. Um, But they just had this young core of players that everyone was saying, oh, yeah, this team is built to compete for a long time. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to be a one championship team. And I feel like we've said that about a lot of teams that have won recently. The Astros in 2017, they had Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa and George Springer and uh, Alex Bregman, and they have made it back to the World Series. They didn't win, but they made it back to the World Series. But I feel like just every time a team wins these days, we're looking at who's on their team. We're looking at, yeah, they have a young core group of players. They're going to be around for a while. They're going to win multiple championships, and it never really happens. The Cubs have still only won the one World Series in 2016. They haven't even made it back to the World Series. They, they've they had good seasons. They've made it back to the playoffs, but they haven't done anything once they reach the playoffs. So it's an interesting case because everyone was so high on the Cubs in 2016 saying that they had such a good team for the future, and it hasn't really panned out. And now those core groups of players is getting ready to you know, spread around the league and leave Chicago. Chris Bryant could get traded. Anthony Rizzo could leave after next season. Who knows about Javier Baez? I, I don't know how much longer he has left on his contract, but, I mean, who knows where he'll end up going once he reaches free agency. He's probably the best player of that core group right now. And you look at Chris Bryant individually, he's a really interesting case also because he broke into the league and was so hot, winning Rookie of the Year in 2015, winning MVP in 2016, and winning the World Series that you know his career trajectory was just going up and up and up, and it really hasn't panned out ever since that 2016 season when he won the MVP. He hasn't been as great as everyone predicted. I mean, he was supposed to be like Bryce Harper level. I don't think he's even there right now. It's an interesting case. Yeah, absolutely. I it's it's kind of interesting. You could definitely see the change of scenery scenery for Schwarbert like needed at this point. Um, I think the same thing you could argue for Chris Bryant. I mean, he was supposed to be one of the best young players in baseball. I mean, he won an MVP, and it hasn't really panned out. So I think both could could use that change of scenery. Clearly, the Cubs probably want to build around Javi Baez, who's been their best player over the recent years. So, I mean, this stuff happens. You can't sustain as much success, and it's better to, you know, get something for not let a great player walk away for free. So we'll see what the Cubs do. Well, today is the non-tender deadline in Major League Baseball, and I'm seeing this headline on ESPN. It's an ESPN Plus article, so I can't read it, but 
The headline just says, Will Chris Bryant and Gary Sanchez get let go? What to know at MLB's non-tender deadline? So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting day. We'll see what happens to all the players that could get non-tendered today, could not receive contracts from their current teams. It'll be an interesting day around Major League Baseball. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of this offseason because, like we've been saying ever since the World Series ended, it's going to be an interesting offseason, going to be fun to watch. And we have started to see a few moves. Of course, the Braves have made some moves, signing a couple of starting pitchers. Uh, A couple of other pitchers were signed recently. Trevor May, a relief pitcher formerly with the Twins, signed with the Mets this past week. Uh, A couple of other moves around Major League Baseball. Nothing too major, but... I think it will be an interesting offseason as it continues to go on. Of course, the big free agents are all still available. That would be Trevor Bauer, JT Realmuto, George Springer. They're all available still, so it's going to be interesting to watch and see what happens with those free agents throughout the rest of the MLB offseason. Trey, you got anything else? I do not. I uh, hope everyone had a a good Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, thank you for listening uh, today. All right, that's going to do it for the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Trey Lyle, I'm Matthew Atkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.